podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome into the Bear Den. My name is Matt, and as always, I'm joined by Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? I am doing good, man. Glad to be back after a week off. Yeah, we uh, we have a, a lot to cover. Basically, two weeks of uh, of uh, basically basketball, and then there's been some other uh, news and developments in other sports. But I figured we just jump right into to basketball and. So I want to start with the men, then we'll move to the women. So I think since we last talked, there have been four men have played four games. They I'm trying to go. Yeah, they had they traveled to Oklahoma, which they won. Then they blew out Kansas at home. Then you get to the weekend where they Kansas State. You're right. Thank you. Um, then, of course, they lost to Alabama and defeated. West Virginia on Monday. Yeah, banged up team, and you won the three most important games out of those four. Uh, Alabama on the road in non-conference play. It's cool for saying you beat them. It's cool for winning or helping to try to win the Big 12 SEC Challenge, which the Big 12 crapped themselves this year in that. Yeah. But overall, it has quite literally no effect on your season. Uh, Alabama has beaten Gonzaga, Houston, LSU, and us now. So a loss to them, even though um, they've got seven or I think eight losses now. I think they just lost to Auburn. Um, uh, I don't think the committee at the end of the year is losing to Alabama is not going to affect you because of the other teams that have lost to them and beating them. Like it wasn't going to be another like huge like needle mover on your resume. So the things that were most important for us were making sure that we were getting those big 12 wins, staying up, uh, staying up at the top, staying only a game behind Kansas. And, and that's what really mattered. So sucks that we lost that game, but still really big that we were able to, to, to beat Oklahoma and Norman and what was a close game for a little bit of that. Um, as you yeah. said, just absolutely blew the doors off of Kansas state. And then um, coming off of that Alabama loss, Going going up against uh, a pretty tough West Virginia team, not not one of the best teams that Huggins has ever had up there in Morgantown, but um, completing the sweep against them uh, and not having Adam Flagler or LJ Cryer on the floor in that game. So uh, overall, since we last talked, three out of four in that situation, I'll take it. Yeah, like and you you um, alluded to the fact that not just we were out. LG Cryer, LG Cryer and Flagler for for West Virginia. Cryer was out for the Alabama game. Um, and it was just um really out of sync game offensively for the Bears. And like I think I read someone had said like we haven't been like the full full strength since like January 4th. Yeah. As far as having your your five starters healthy and playing the full game. So I mean to come like to what you said, to come away being three and one in that stretch, um, when you're not at full strength and you're missing your leading scores, uh, uh, pretty good, all things considered. Yeah, you win your conference games. That's what 
that's what's important right now is is winning those conference games and making sure you still have an opportunity to to try to take home your second straight regular season Big 12 title. Absolutely. Uh, looking ahead, we have a big game coming up this weekend where we have Kansas. We traveled to Lawrence to take on Kansas. Um, Baylor's ranked eighth and Kansas is 10th nationally. Um, do you have any feel in this game or right now, as early as it is, to um, – to say anything about it so i i, I gotta ask this core there's a there was a mailbag question for our daily bears this week around this one and and, and i i gave an answer i'll give kind of the same one here the fog it, it's a weird weird place to play man um yeah. you basically have to go in there and kick kansas's ass to win that game because you're not going to be able to win in that building in like a close fashion where it's a 50 50 game the whole time um, you have to go in there, grab an early lead, and pray to God that you can hold on to it for for two halves. Almost said four quarters. Stupid college basketball on the men's side. Switch to, to four uh, four quarters. It's way cooler. Anyway, I think um, I think even if we were to get both Flagler and Cryer back for this game, there's a level of rust to be expected. Um, it's a weird part of the season where we had to go Saturday to Monday and then go. You know, now you have to wait Monday all the way to Saturday. So um, that could either give us some extra rest. I also think it could kind of get you out of your rhythm, um, a little extra extra days there where you're not playing competitive basketball. Um, but I just think I think we'll we'll keep it close. It won't be a blowout or anything, but I don't expect to win this game. Yeah. Um, during the season or early part of the season, I think I probably assumed that we'd probably split these games and, you know, lose in Kansas, then we'd be able to take care of them when they come to Waco. And I, I agree with you. I think I still feel that same way. It's, it's just a, it's a weird place to play. And their, uh, their fans are, are all about it when they have a, a team coming in for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to find the spread on this and I cannot. I had it just pulled up. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't see a spread. On I would take like honestly, I would I would assume this is a game where Baylor is probably down three or four, maybe with a couple of minutes left, and but the final score ends up being a seven to ten point Kansas win just because of four shots on our end of being down and then fouling a couple times at the end of the game that it'd be like a seven to ten point win for Kansas. That's what I would predict. Yeah, um, FBI has it like sixty one to. 39 Kansas as far as yeah, the, the basketball power index, the BPI or whatever. It's all garbage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah who knows? I mean, yeah, I think, I think at full strength, I, I legitimately do believe Baylor is a better basketball team than Kansas. Um, but as we've said multiple times, like the fog is a weird place to play. Kansas is still really good. I don't think they're, they're not, I've said a couple of times, I don't think they're really like Kansas good this year, but they're good enough. Like they could beat anybody and they're at home. So I, I, I firmly believe that this season we will split with Kansas. We'll take the one in Waco. They'll take the one in, in Lawrence and we'll just need to hope that, that they drop another one along the way um, because we are still a game behind them. So. Yes. Um, move. You want to jump on over and move to the women's game. 
Let's do it. Um, they've had some pretty big wins uh, since we last talked, and then they dropped a close one last. I think it was the last. Was it on Monday? Yes, they. Uh, or it was Tuesday, I think. Tuesday, okay. or, I think it was Tuesday. But yeah, they dropped. They dropped one point. One point game to number eighteen, Oklahoma. Um, really, really good game. Gave it everything they had. It was just, you know, close game against a, a ranked team. But as you mentioned, like they also had a huge win in there when they blew the doors off of Iowa State, number seven Iowa State at the time. Uh, and they came into Waco. We, we did what by 26. Yeah. 87 61 yeah. was the final in that game. Followed that up with two solid road wins at Tech and at West Virginia. Um, and then just came back home and, and dropped a one-point game to Oklahoma. I I don't know if we will finish this season as the regular season champs, but I'm not worried. This team, every time I've watched them this year, as the season has gotten further and further along, I feel like this team is getting better and better. Um, I know they're feeling better. They're feeling healthier. They're getting into a better rhythm getting into a uh, way that they understand Colin's system better. They're shooting the ball better. It's a fun team to watch play. Um, and as I've said a number of times, I'm excited about the future, but I'm also pretty excited about this year from what I've seen from them. Yeah. I mean, they've had um, people really were down on them. And then they came out with that Iowa state game and just, you know, played an amazing game and then just had some really good performances in that game on, on Tuesday, it was a, you know, that was a top 20 matchup. Oklahoma was a good team. And, you know, it was just one of the – it was just a good game. You know, it's one of those games that you you like to see, and especially in women's basketball, to where, you know, it's not a, it's not a blowout. That you have these two teams going back and forth and um, really just playing really good sound basketball. Yeah. And the women are, are in one of the weirdest positions in the season, if you look at their upcoming schedule. Yeah. Because yeah. of – because of COVID cancellations earlier in the year, we are now going to play Texas twice in three days. So they have Texas yeah. at home on February 4th and then Texas in Austin on February 6th. Yeah. So like on Friday and Sunday. Yeah. So we played tomorrow, tomorrow night on tomorrow. ESPN two and then Sunday at 3 PM on ESPN two. Both tonight, games against depending Texas. on when you're listening to this, but Friday. Yeah. And then you get a day off and then. It's and the weirdest thing about it is it's Texas at Baylor and then Baylor at Texas. So you have this like weird like day in between each team. You know, Texas has to come to Baylor first, comes come to Waco, have a day off, and then drive back for another game against Baylor. And I actually and I think there might even be question as to whether this game will be played on Friday. Oh, really? I did see it. I did see a tweet today that um, the Longhorns w- were not. I think I don't know if they hadn't yet or if it was that they were not going to. I think it, that they were not at all going to drive to Waco tonight, uh, which is normally what they would have done. They would have driven to Waco tonight, the night before the game. Was this like a weather thing, or yeah, because of the icy conditions that are going yeah. on in Texas right now, they didn't want to do it. So. Um, that's that a big advantage for Baylor right there. If the game ends up getting played and Texas kind of has to rush their travel, which it's a, what, an hour and a half, two hour drive. Yeah, it's not like you're going cross country. Be... Right. Yeah, but no, it's it like, throws you off. You know, like you, can't, you can't wake up in the town where you're playing, have a shoot around like you would normally do. So, um, so I think that might be an interesting advantage uh, for the bears t- uh, tomorrow. Well, I don't know why money bags university didn't just 
you travel early and just they couldn't fly. <laughs> Take that short. <laughs> Could you short. imagine someone taking a flight Austin to Waco? I think you'd it'd be like a helicopter flight. But you know, it's yeah, like, you'd, not, have you're to just, you'd have to rent a bunch of helicopters or Cessnas. Yeah. Like I just I want to imagine someone doing a like a commercial charter flight that that distance. Why are there 10 helicopters coming in the <laughs> but and then um after that the women they have uh, Kansas State uh, on Wednesday, Kansas State coming to Waco, and then they have West Virginia that following Saturday. So they got a that's um Kansas State, you know, Kansas State women, they've had a really good season so far. They're they're ranked right now. They're number 25 in the nation. You know, they had the big win against Baylor earlier in the season. So this is kind of a yeah, payback for uh, Nikki Collin and the her team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm excited to watch this team moving forward, man. I think uh, I think they're just going to get more and more dangerous. Um, I think they've got a they've probably got a, a solid shot at winning the Big Twelve tournament, and I think yeah. they've got a fun little uh, tournament run in them at the end of the year. I don't think it's a national championship caliber team, but no. uh, that's not what my expectation is. So my expectation is a, a fun team that makes you proud to watch that wins wins some big games and uh competes for conference titles and i i think they're still in a position to do that they can still win the tournament and uh, the big 12 tournament and they can give us some fun um at the end of the year in march so that's what my expectations are um and again like i think every just like we've seen this season like every game i feel like the team's gotten better i feel like every single year they're going to get a little bit better and this is going to be a really really dangerous team to 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 deal with for years to come Absolutely. And on a more of a overall big 12 point of view um, on the women's basketball, this is a great year for, for the big 12 because I mean, normally it's kind of like you can just, you know, ride it in with Sharpie Baylor's going to win the, the big 12 regular season title, but it's, it's, it's really up in the air this year. And you have a lot of good teams that are pushing uh, the lady or Baylor women's basketball to, um, to compete for that, uh, that conference championship. Yeah. Overall, the conference has just really gotten better. Uh, I think, I think teams spent a long time chasing us and they finally have started to catch up a little bit. And that makes, that's a good thing. You know, Uh, you want to play in a conference that's competitive. We see it on the men's side. Now it's a blast to watch these games. You lose a few years off your life every once in a while, because everybody that you play is good, but it feels cool being respected at a conference level. Like the big 12 is, compared to the way people treat us with football. So absolutely. Um did you have anything else on basketball before we move on? Or yeah, I mean I'm just excited about the, the Lawrence game. Um I I hope we win, but I, I do I do think this one will be one that we drop for for the men's side. So don't overreact people. Everybody loses in Fog Allen. Yeah. And I completely understand what um what Drew's doing. You know, let's get people healthy. I mean, I'm sure a lot of those players could have gone, but yeah, if, the, if it, it were it's better to get if them, if it healthy. were the Sweet 16, those guys would have played. I bet. Yeah, but I mean, get them ready for a push, second part of the season, into the you know Big 12 tournament, you know NCAA tournament. That's what uh, that's what we play for now at Baylor is uh, championships. Yeah, exactly. March is what matters. Yep, for sure. Um, since we have been a couple weeks since we talked, there have been some football related 
or uh, football adjacent stories that come out. Um, I think it was uh, our friend Shehan J. Raja who had a story on CBS Sports about Big 12 athletic directors meetings and how they were talking about divisions. And I wanted to get your opinion on what is your ideal division or what are your thoughts on having divisions in the new Big 12 overall? I don't hate it. I know people have like these really strong opinions on divisions. I I don't, I honestly don't care as, as long as you maintain uh, some of the, the rivalries that we have, I'm, I'm happy with it. If that means we do pods or if that means we do divisions, then whatever. I think divisions, I think divisions provide for like a clean championship game at the end of the year. Uh, you, You win your division, you go. I mean, I do understand what people, some people, who don't want to do divisions because you get you maybe get like a true two best teams as it, like like the Big Twelve does now, um, where it's really the two actually best teams are going to face off, not just you know you want a what could be a lesser division within your conference, and you're going to go up against a team that's far superior. So I can understand that that line of thinking of let's just not do divisions, just do winning percentage or whatever, however you want to do it and go with the two best teams. But it also, like you said, it just makes it a lot cleaner. If you just have winner A and winner B, you're going to match up in the championship game. Yeah. And it throws in, and I I guess this would happen with pods too. Uh, It could, but I feel like divisions more often than not produce a championship game of teams that have not played each other yet. Yeah. So, and I like that. I, I hate the concept of having to beat somebody twice to win the championship. Like I'm not, I don't feel bad for them, but it sucks for Oklahoma state this year that they beat Baylor, but that doesn't matter to winning the big 12 title game. They had to beat Baylor twice. We only had to beat them once. So, um, that's the downside of the everybody plays everybody. Cause I've heard the argument of like, well, maybe we could try to figure that out or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know. Divisions don't bother me. Uh, the only requirement that I would have if we did, if we did divisions is it has to be East West. That's where I was going to go next. Um, I saw in that, I think in that article, they talked about having a, going back to like North South, which to me doesn't make any sense considering the teams you're bringing in. Yeah, you cannot have West now Virginia. Now you have West Virginia. West Virginia wasn't part of the North-South division. Right. You know, West Virginia cannot be in the same division as, as BYU. That's ridiculous. You just can't do that. So, I mean, I don't even know why that was even a talking point because I think just if you look at it on face value, any normal person would say, well, this is never going to work. This is ridiculous. We have to do East and West. Right. You, 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 the only downside is you have to split up the Oklahoma schools. Well, yeah, while they're both in the conference, true. Yeah, you'd you'd have to spit up, split up, or you'd have to take a Texas team and put them in the East. No, like I think in that article it states like you could be really petty and and put Oklahoma with Texas in the same division. Yeah, division. I I hundred percent think you should do that. Put Oklahoma and Texas in the same division. That way, uh, they can't play each other in the conference title game. Yeah. So that would be my mine as well. Go east west. If if you're gonna do divisions, you have to just because you can't have, like you said, you can't have West Virginia or BYU going across the country, um, right? Or or Central Florida. I mean, or Central Florida. True. Yeah. 
You know, you don't want to go Orlando to Provo. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah. So I think that's, that's the best way to go. Now I did, I was listening to the 10, 12 podcast and they had a podcast the other week about it. And they had a thought exercise about if you didn't, if you went pods or if you didn't do divisions, if you just played, you know, your non-conference three permanent rivals and then you rotate through the rest um what would be your for baylor what would be your three permanent rivals so i saw the one that 10 10 10, 12 did for us and it was okay but it was wrong because the the one that 10 12 picked was uh if i'm not mistaken it was byu tech in houston you can't you cannot give us a pod that doesn't have tcu in it like you just you cannot split TCU and us up. We have yeah. to play that game every year. And, and so, to to Phillips' credit, uh, the podcast that they dropped today, he went on there and said, "Yeah, I was wrong. You got to keep those schools together." You can't. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, like that was the only thing about it. I would. Uh, I we do have like this, his we, idea though about you have to have be Baylor, TCU, and BYU have to play. Yeah, together. exactly. I I had a blast at the BYU game. Um, and I, all I've all I've heard is the BYU fans were amazing that that um, that were around. Like I had a blast watching that on Twitter and 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 seeing the interactions. And we I feel like we had this immediate connection with BYU, the school, the program. I even read an article today out of one of the newspapers that covers BYU in Utah talking about BYU's recruit, recruiting class. And the whole article was about the game against Baylor inspired how. BYU recruited this year because unlike the Pac-12 schools that they played, Baylor beat the hell out of them in the trenches. And so their recruiting class this year was apparently heavily focused on offensive and defensive linemen because they decided they have to get bigger, stronger in that area to compete in the Big 12 once they come over here. Um, so I thought that was really cool. So You're I want BYU to stick around as well. Because of the the Mormon church aspect of them. So they're in a weird spot with how they recruit. So you have to add that into the whole dynamic. True. But they get to play old dudes. Cause they have guys yeah, that true. They, they have guys that go do their, um, their Mormon mission first. So they'll have guys out there that are 26 years old and 26 you're year old about freshman of, with like a, a family and kids. Exactly. And so you're talking about the game of football where even if the guy wasn't the biggest recruit in the world, those couple of years, I mean, that's, that's male maturity right there. That's yeah. That's, that's growth that you can't coach or work out into an 18 or 19 year old. So absolutely. Um, they do have that advantage, but to the original question, it would be BYU, TCU and Texas tech. Those would be my three guaranteed that I would want my pod. I will say this, go listen to the the podcast they did today. It's a really good podcast, but he did have this, amazing idea was you have to have BYU play the the two other religious affiliated schools every year and then the winner of that series between the three would win a trophy called the Holy Trinity yeah uh, uh, I I made a meme of that when they announced the uh that BYU was joining and it was uh uh Baylor was the father TCU was the son and, and uh BYU was the Holy Spirit whoever has the best record in that three game series, you win the Holy Trinity Cup. It's the or Trinity Trophy, yeah. Or I the dig Holy that. Trinity um, Chalice, whatever you want to call it. It's it's cooler than a uh, um, an iron skillet. Oh yeah, 
poor Iron Skillet. I wonder if they're still going to play. There's a lot of bad blood between TCU and SNU now. Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I, I hope they do because it's funny when SMU wins that game. Um, yeah, but Matt, they what's, have your, the last, what's your pod? Just to be what's clear, the last pod? two years, SMU has won, so. Yeah, that's fine. But other football news, there are a couple of these. I don't, Hold on, what's your two? pod? What's your pod? Oh, I'm sorry, yes. My, uh, same as yours. I mean, you got to keep okay. – it's Texas Tech, TCU, um, and BYU. And yes. Baylor, that's, that's the pod. Sorry, Houston. We're picking BYU as the as the new Sorry. as as the new guy that we'll play against. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's uh, just with the the religion tying of that. You know, just it's good um, narratively. Yeah, and plus we we deserve to get to go to road games in Provo, like this year, which would be amazing. I love watching games. Just the the mountain backdrop. It's just so the way their stadium is. It's just so, I'm so tempted picturesque. to try to go. You want to go? If I could go, if I'd get away and go, for sure. Let's go. Let's do it. it. So yeah. Now, also going on, kind of football adjacent. They have these. uh, I guess they call them all star, all star bowl games for pre. They're really pre draft exhibitions, but they. There, there's one going on right now. The Shrine Bow has has four Baylor's Bears in it. Um, have you paid any attention to this, or is this on your radar at all? So the Senior Bowl has been on my radar only because I keep seeing different scouts uh, or NFL evaluators that are you know that make their living off of evaluating guys pre the draft for yeah. different media outlets. I have seen so much love for Jalen Petrie. Yeah, he's by far. It, on, on the senior bowl side, he's the one that's been like every day. It's been like here's day one winner, day two winner, and stuff like that. So yeah, I've tons of videos thing. of him just breaking everything up, talking about how none of the guys, none of the wide receivers that are there want to go up against him. Um, so yeah, it's been really cool to see that. And then on the Shrine Bowl side, I have seen also not quite as much as what I've seen about Petrie, but plenty of stuff from the same kind of guys, the different scouts that are there at the Shrine Bowl watching uh, the future draft picks is Tyquan Thornton. Yeah. Um, and I think I was watching a little bit of the Shrine Bowl earlier. He had a great play that they called incomplete, but it was an amazing, uh, amazing catch that they ruled not a catch. But at anyway, I think his skill set probably lends itself more to the NFL game than college, or at least the offenses that he played in um, at Baylor. Yeah, he's an interesting prospect. Um I've always felt like he probably needed to get bulkier and that might yeah. be something that hurts him at the NFL level, but I think he's got a shot to, to, to be a late round draft pick and be yeah. a guy that can make a roster and, and play for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I have seen also on the Shrine Kalen Barnes has gotten some love, mm. which I think um, with his athletic ability and speed, he could, uh, you know, move up the draft board as well and possibly be drafted late, like, Seventh round, maybe. Most likely, he's probably an undrafted free agent. It just depends how all that goes and um, how he runs and things of that nature. But he's 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 had a pretty good week um, so far. Yeah, and I I'm surprised that I haven't heard much about Abram Smith other than I think everybody was freaking out about his hand size. Yeah, because you, uh, I guess it's because of uh, you can't catch or it's harder to catch with small hands. Is I guess what they. Um, the knock is 
because they were like, yeah, well, like and I think it's just something. that it just lended itself more to that he's a beast. Yeah, but also you see, I've watched the clips and there, everyone's like, he's like pass pro, like no, he no one can get by him when they're That's doing huge. Like the pass pro drills. Like that's like that man. You can make a you can make a good living being a third down back. Yeah, that can pass block. And that's a lot of these scouts because like he could find himself on a, um, on a roster like as a you know third down back type of thing where you're, you know, you need a back in there for pass pro. Yeah, absolutely. I I really like Abrams' game. I think if he gets into the right system, somebody that runs kind of a zone scheme, a one cut and go. Yeah, I I think he could be very successful. Uh, he'd be great, if, like in San Francisco. They run that. Um, yep, Kyle Kyle Shanahan does a great yeah, job for sure. Um. So, are you? Um, I know you. You're a Texans fan, but aren't like. Yeah, like, like I'm a Texans fan. fan, but I just don't care right now because they don't care. So. Yeah, and then um, so do you pay any attention to the draft process? Or because I always thought the draft is a college event because it, it used to be it used to be, it was the college draft, but so. I like to see where these players go, where they end up, and how they uh, could possibly move on. But I don't know if you had that type of interest at all. I used to watch the draft religiously, like every single round, especially before the days when the first round was alone. I think they used to do one through three on day one, and then four through seven on day two on Saturday and Sunday. So when that was the case, my whole weekend, it was just draft, nothing else. Yeah, um, I have slowed down on that. I will watch the first round because it's prime time. I think it'll be on. A, I think it's on Thursday now, right? Or is it on? It might yeah, be a Thursday. Thursday. Or, first round is Thursday. Yeah, Thursday night. And then they do the second, third round on, on. I think a Friday night. So I will watch the first round. I will probably watch some of the second, third, and then I seriously doubt I'll watch the fourth through the seventh. Uh, but I will, I will like constantly check while the draft is going on for the Baylor guys to see where they get picked. Yeah. And like day one and day two, like they made those like TV shows. You know, it's Thursday and Friday night. Um, and then if you've ever watched it later in the rounds, it's so rapid moving. It's not really watchable to really pay attention to who's getting. Yeah, you'll get so far behind if you're trying to keep up at all. But um, yeah, they're talking. The guys that they're talking about on the screen have, were drafted ten picks ago, yeah. and you just the drafts are the the picks yeah. are just popping up at the bottom. People are getting it's drafted a while they're talking if- about something. Yeah, like you said. 10 picks ago so yeah yeah it, like if you see abram smith get drafted in the frit in the fifth it's a crapshoot whether or not mel kuyper is even going to talk about it i'm interested to see jt woods how he does the, he's been mentioned he's had some couple of, of people mentioned not as much as like jalen jalen i mean i think at this point jalen petrie's pr- probably an early second round pick or early i should early day two pick and then um but he may work himself into like a late first at this point. Yeah, I think the combine is going to matter a lot. Um, I don't, I don't know what his his numbers will be at the combine, uh, speed wise, and you know, it's going to depend on do NFL teams fall in love with his measurables, or do NFL teams fall in love with what he's put on tape? Because what he's put on tape is. You you bring him into your defense and he's kind of positionless, but there's he's extremely versatile and you can plug and play and just let him loose and he can make plays for you. Um, so I, I personally, my expectation is I think there's going to be some teams that just aren't sure they know what to do with him. 
Yeah. And I think, I think he probably gets picked in the third. When you also got to find like a team that kind of runs a similar defense. Right. I know Green Bay has a star position in their defense. So that'd be a spot. Maybe you're looking for another star. You know, he's perfect for, for that, that position that he played it the last two years is you just, you know, he's all American. Yeah. A team like Pittsburgh could find a way, find a place to put him. Like they're, they're just, they know what they're doing up there. So. I, I, think that's, I, think, I, I think that's what that kind of that kind of hurts him is that there's the right team has to say like, yeah, we've looked at what he's done on tape. He's a playmaker. He's going to help us out on our team, but it has to be the right fit. Yeah. And I think a lot of teams are just going to say we're not he's not a corner. He's not a safety. He's not a linebacker. What do we really do with him? Yeah, I was I'm interested to uh, Terrell. He He's there at the senior bowl, but he I guess he has a hamstring issue. So he's not practicing, not playing. So. I think Bernard has a shot at making an NFL squad, but he's just he's a, he's just undersized in my opinion in at the NFL level. For real, yeah. Um, so I added this in there. Um, did you have any like non Baylor sports thoughts for the week or last two weeks? Yeah, I got a question for you. Who are you sure. rooting for in the Super Bowl? Man, who day? Ah, there we go. I know, I know my man that lives in Lafayette, Louisiana was ever, there was no chance you were rooting against Burrow. No. Nah. Yeah. Joe he's cool. His name is Joe. It's the best name in the world. He's, he's the coolest man in the NFL. And he was the coolest man in college football when he was at LSU. Yeah. I, I think I honestly, it's weird. I think the whole country is rooting for the Bengals, except for the LA fans that just found out last week that they have a team. I mean, I feel good about Matthew Stafford all those years that he toiled in Detroit to finally, you know, get a chance to at playoff wins at a Super Bowl. That's a great story. It's just they're playing it, they're playing the other team, which is like they were two and fourteen two years ago. Yeah. They it, had the number one pick in the draft. You've got I, I love that the Bengals essentially said that twenty nineteen LSU team was really good. Let's just draft everybody on that team. <laughs> yeah. Like they've got, I think, three or four guys, uh, maybe even more, that were on 2019 LSU. So they have, I know four for sure. So Tyler Shelvin's a defensive tackle. He's on that team. And um, the Randy Moss's son yeah. is a tight end. I don't know if he's on, if he's on active roster or practice squad, but he's on the team as well. So there's at least four from that team that are on Bengals. And and I love it. I dig it. I love Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. If the Chiefs had gone, I would wholeheartedly be full bore Matt Stafford train. But sorry, Stafford. The Bengals are cool, and I'm rooting for them. But also set aside my LSU fandom, for lack of a better word. Um, you have a Baylor connection with the Bengals because Clay Johnson's a you know, backup linebacker. So you'll see him on special teams and in on defense. He made a great play against Tennessee on a, against probably one of the best running backs in the league. So, um, so yeah, there's a Baylor time hoping that Clay Johnson gets a ring. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's Bengals all the way, baby. Well, and are you, so I'm assuming you're the same way you're, uh, you're on the Bengals train. Oh yeah. 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 Hardcore. No so, way I'm rooting for the Rams. Sorry, guys. 
Plus, the the Rams are the home team, and and they kind of bought this team. You know, they don't have like any draft picks. Talking about the draft, they traded like all their prime picks for Odell Beckham. Or well, I, mean, I don't think they gave anything up for Odell Beckham. True, <laughs> for Matthew Stafford, um, for Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. So I mean, they're every, all their chips were for you know this year. So. And then the Bengals are like, we're going to draft and build a team. And that's, I just think it's a, I'm going to sound like a, you know, a curmudgeon, but it's like a, a better way to like build a, a, a Super Bowl team. It's through the draft and through development instead of we're just going to go out and and buy players, good players. So. Not to mention Tom Brady just retired. Peyton yeah. Manning retired recently. Eli Manning retired. Phil Rivers retired. Drew Brees is retired. The the era of quarterbacks that were that went through my late teens twenties, right? Those guys, early two thousands, that class, that group. Yeah, they're all gone now. Mm -hmm. So it's time for the new era. And Matt Stafford, he's not getting any younger. Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any younger. It's time for Joe Burrow to pick up that mantle and win his first Super Bowl and and be the guy that that competes against uh, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I think it's like Mahomes, Burrow, um, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, of course, uh, Buffalo's quarterback, uh, Josh Allen, Josh Lamar Allen. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, that's the new like. Because I saw this, I guess it may have been like um, someone put this picture of like a graphic, and all everyone that's retired or out, and you like you the ones you listed, like they all like have left the game. All these quarterbacks for the last. Decade and a half, or Roethlisberger didn't even mention it. Yeah, in Brady's case, it's been 20, 22 seasons that they've been, you know, among the best in the league, and they're they're gone. And so, yeah, it is this time. Like these are all these new quarterbacks coming up that for the next decade and a half, two decades, these are going to be the guys that you're going to see as the elite quarterbacks in the league. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and the Staffords and Rogers, they're kind of the 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 gap bridgers, but it's, it's the, it's yeah. time for the Mahomes and the Burroughs to, to take over. And I really do hope that we get to see like Mahomes Burrow be the Brady Manning rivalry that was around for so long. Yeah. And, and let's just talk for a second. Jamar chase is just an amazing talent at receiver. He's, he's so, so good. He's so good. He was going to go to Kansas. <laughs> I don't think he's never. Well, there's a story about that. I don't know if we talked about this last time. Maybe not. But uh, so they were having this conversation about how when Joe Burrow was at Ohio State that Urban Meyer reportedly said he throws like a girl. And, and then you know what he goes on and does. And so they were talking to uh, Jamar Chase about that and like some press thing. And he says, he says, well, I got one for you. Um, Les Miles didn't think I could play wide receiver. He wanted me to play uh -huh. defensive back. <laughs> was like, yeah, oh, Les Miles told him he couldn't play receiver. What's funny, though, is he was committed to Kansas. Like, he, he was. He was committed to Kansas. He was a Les Miles. Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, Les Miles said that. Les Miles gets fired. So if, if Chase had stuck with his original commitment to Kansas and had gone there, Les Miles would have ended up being his coach because he was yeah. fired at Kansas while Chase was in college. But it all ended right. He went to LSU. 
Um, so other than the Super Bowl, anything else on your radar, football, sports-wise? or? Yeah, you know, I'll be getting excited about baseball once it actually happens, uh, once once the owners and the players get their, their stuff together and actually uh, start reporting for... I don't know um, if that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. I am, though, in a few weeks, I'll be taking Teddy to his very first sporting event because... Um, the college classic that's done every year yes. here at Minute Maid Park. Shriners, um, is that what it's called, or has it changed it? It's a, I think it's still the Shriners College okay. Classic. All right. Um, so I'm going to take him uh, to the Baylor Tennessee game that will be at at Minute Maid Park. So that'll be his his first foray into into uh, attending a sporting event. Awesome. Um, there's not much like I'm I'm a big draft nerd, so I listen to it. Like I'll listen to these pre-draft podcasts for the next three months. So that's kind of um, what I'm doing outside of Baylor sports. Um, I don't really get into NBA till closer to playoff time. That's just, that's my thing. I'm not a big, you know, I'll, I'll keep up with it as far as like, I'll track it on my phone and get alerts for the Mavericks and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't watch hardly any NBA until the playoffs. You're in Houston. Yeah. Do you, are you a Rockets? I mean, do you follow the Rockets? I am a self-admitted and unabashed and unashamed Fairweather Rockets fan. Okay. So They're the Rockets are not people. good right now. So I have I have folded the Rockets up and tucked them away. And when the Rockets get good again, I will uh, pull them out, unfold them, and, and become a fan again. Okay. All right. So, like, I know people within Baylor Twitter. There are some huge Rockets fans oh yeah there are some diehard rockets fans i am just like matt in, is a big rockets guy dex is a huge rockets guy yes. um but for me my whole life when it pertains to basketball i'm i i understand nba fans you are correct nba is a better basketball product they are better at playing basketball but i personally enjoy college basketball infinitely more than i enjoy the nba so i will watch anybody play college basketball i will not watch anybody play an nba game so i don't know why i just i just like college basketball better than the nba so i watch the rockets when they're good i'll watch the nba playoffs but when it comes to basketball season to me it ends um once the tournament ends i'm kind of i'm kind of done with my passion for it all yeah I i think um the season's too long in my opinion so that's why i kind of hold off till we get into like the run toward the playoffs so let's probably uh, you know after probably after basketball college basketball is over you know, yeah it's, run and the playoffs the, are long yeah super long yeah when you have like a bunch of seven game series yeah because you know, they start like in april and they end in, in like june and they take a day off between i feel like every game anyway but yeah so i'll kind of hold off like i said I'm a, I'm a mavericks fan i've been a mavericks fan for a long time whenever they were early 90s horrible um so like i'll follow like i said but i'm not gonna tune in i don't think i can tune in because i don't get that that station here <laughs> unless they're on espn um yeah i i see the rockets score every night and it's yeah. you know it pops up on my phone and normally i look at it and if we lose i'm like i don't care when we win i go like huh, we won you don't gotta look at the score i just go on twitter and say what deck what's deck's talking about <laughs> then i can tell okay not not well. Rockets aren't doing well. Um, yeah, baseball. We'll see how that goes. 
I'm excited about college baseball. I like the especially with ESPN Plus now. I can catch a lot of Baylor games. Um, trying to get my girls to kind of pay attention to like softball, so I'm kind of waiting for college softball season. See how all that turns out. So uh, that's pretty much. It's kind of just all all in on basketball right now. Yeah, pretty much college basketball. Yeah, all day every day. All right, and. So let's close it out like we normally do. Um, what are your non-sports? What are you watching or reading or listening to? So the only like watching wise, not really anything new. I'm watching Book of Boba Fett. I have not seen the latest episode, um, but I oh hear it's, it's so good. I hear, yeah, I heard this one's really good. I wanted to watch it last night, but my wife just wasn't feeling it. She had had a, a long day at work. So we will probably... watch the previous one, though. Yes, so... yes. I, I have I have seen up to the second to last one that aired. So the only one I haven't seen was the one that aired this week. Okay. I have, I have a lot of thoughts about the Book of Boba Fett. Because it was, it was, I, I it was shaky. Going I don't know. I lo- I, I've, I've liked every I've episode. Liked, I mean, I'll go... I'm a uh, Star Wars shield. So I will, I will never say nothing Star Wars is, is bad. But um, it was a little bit shaky towards the I'll, end of the first four. I'll say Star Wars was bad. There's, 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 there's I'm, some really bad Star Wars. I think, I think it's all good. It's all great. You except think, for the, except for the Christmas. Uh, you think Attack of the Clones is good? I'll say this about Attack of the Clones: if you've watched any uh, current Star Wars that are good shows, they're all housed in like the prequels. So everything, um, sure. These like Ahsoka, the prequels are still was, garbage. We wouldn't have Ahsoka without Attack of the Clones because of Clone Wars. You're that's fine, and and we we could have because people have been writing books about Star Wars since Star Wars came out since A New Hope. But Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. I I know there's people out there that are like, well, Revenge of the Sith is pretty good. I actually I'm watched one of those the people. Other day. I'm, I'm, Revenge of the I Sith watched fun. the other day. It was trash. It was just straight trash. Listen, it's a bad. It's an objectively bad movie. I have the higher ground, so I'm going to. Say. <laughs> I and trust me, I am a Star Wars nerd. I am obsessed with Star Wars. When I was a kid, like in elementary school, like I had all the books. Like I stub- studied like. What different kyber crystals made what color lightsaber? Blah blah blah. Um, you know, like I used to look into the lore and why Mace Windu yeah. had a purple lightsaber. I, I and, still do. We're talking yeah. about used to. Um, it, like on my reading list is is the uh, the Darth Plagueis book. So I'm a big Star Wars nerd, and I have tried to like the prequels, and they're just trash. They're just straight up trash. My only my main problem is the whole premise of like where it's it's basis of the prequels is about some kind of economic situation going on there's like tariffs or a blockade the trade federation has has god damn it the trade (laughs) federation is uh has a blockade on naboo and is basically holding them hostage and not um not letting them i guess trade with with other places in the republic so the jedi to prevent war Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi, his Padawan, are sent to negotiate with the Trade Federation. And then are when they reading, get there, are the you trade... reading this? No, I'm just telling you. <laughs> um, the tra- <laughs> See? <laughs> 
You know, like that's that's they try to assassinate them with the gas in the little room, and then they yeah. know what's happening. They put the rebreathers on. They end up going down. They meet the uh, the Gungans. Well, the here's the thing: you talk about that, like you watched this last episode. His Mandalorian ship he gets it's it's a Naboo starfire. I yeah, dude, I was the <laughs> oh man, in that episode, I was mansplaining so hard to my wife. She was sitting. There, I was like, that's that's a Naboo starfire. That's from the movie. <laughs> but yes, Phantom Menace is. A, it's not a good film. He also, uh, the Mandalorian also says wizard. Uh, yeah. He said, this is a wizard, which is another reference back to Phantom Menace. Because yeah. When they're building, oh, yeah. when they're building his pod racer, they yeah. said, that, that's so wizard, Annie. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I'm a nerd. There we go. Everybody, you, you all know it now. My question with Boba Fett is like, with this last episode, or the last one you've seen, I mean, there is no Boba Fett in that movie or in that episode. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's, it's a Mandalorian. It's all, it's all uh, Din Djarin. Spoilers for uh, episode five of yes, yeah, episodes five. Spoilers. Uh, episode Din Djarin five has returned, which I was all about. Anyway, um, other than the Boba Fett, any, is that is that um, nothing new in, on your radar? No, no, nothing crazy new. Uh, the the um, the book that I have gotten most, most recently is um uh, healthy sleep healthy baby so i'm just reading parenting stuff okay well the, that book is all bullshit because uh you won't sleep so just forget to throw that out of your head <laughs> yeah it's baby just needs a, sleep. It's, it's a placebo effect yeah i just remember i was like i people talk about that like i have a 12 year old and i was like i haven't i haven't like i haven't slept in 12 years so <laughs> that's what you have to look forward to um i'm watching i started watching ozark on netflix that's the uh the netflix with jason bateman yes i never watched it my wife had watched like the first three seasons i think this is the final season season four and they're doing like a Breaking Bad or like kind of splitting it up like half and half. So I started watching that and it's, it's, it's a good show. Uh, have you ever watched it? I have not. No, okay. I've, I've seen plenty of reference to it and I yeah. have Googled it to know that it's like a show about a guy that's like hiding out. He used to be, I guess, like an accountant for drug, drug lords or something mm-hmm. like that. And then he has to like go into kind of like some small town. He and launders like hide out there with his Basically he launders money for like a cartel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But no, but, I've uh, never actually watched it. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, very like Breaking Bad esque. There's not a lot of like good guys in the in the show. So, but it's good. Jason Bateman does a good job. Anyway, that's what I'm watching. Other than Boba Fett, did you like Breaking Bad? I did. I, I couldn't get into it. I tried like three How or four times. You get? I got. I think I got. The farthest I ever got was through the first season. Okay. First season is really good. I just, I just, it was just never plausible to me. My brain just couldn't <laughs> allow myself to accept the scenario. I was, I liked it. Um, but I can't see where you're coming from. Cause I think after towards the later seasons, like, like, I don't think I finished it. Now I'm thinking about it. I don't think I finished the whole, like the last season. I think I didn't even watch it. Because it gets to a point where, like, you know what? Um, 
like I was talking about, like these, uh, they're all, no one's good. I just can't. I don't know if I want to. I kept on putting it off, putting it off. And the time, by the time you got around to it, it's like, well, I'm on to something else by now. Yeah. So there's like, there's a handful of like super popular shows that I've given multiple shots and I just could not keep going. And the three main ones, I think they're all AMC shows and it's Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, and Mad Men. So I've I probably watched. Mad Men. I've 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 watched a lot of Mad Men and I enjoyed it when I was watching it. My problem with Mad Men was is I found the pattern, like my brain found a pattern in the show, mm-hmm. and it just made me stop liking it. Where it was just like Don Draper, marriage sucks. He's cheating on his wife. Decides that he loves his family again, and he starts doing like being good. And then, oops, Don Draper's bad again. And then rinse, repeat. And yeah. so I just kind of got tired of that. And then The Walking Dead, I I watched for like a really long time until I realized that um, the majority of the main characters were invincible. Okay. And and I was watching it at the same time of Game of Thrones where main characters were, it, it was like in the era of Game of Thrones characters actually dying like on a regular basis, not late season, but early season Game of Thrones. Yeah. So... Game of Thrones ostensibly made me hate Walking Dead because I knew that the main characters weren't going to die. <laughs> and I guess that's why I didn't watch it. My wife watched The Walking Dead. And I, I never would watch it. And I guess it was because I was all in on Game of Thrones and that when it started. And like I didn't have I didn't have enough like bandwidth. So like, I, I just can't. I'm like focused on this Game of Thrones. But um, then after a while, you know, she kept on watching it. And it kept on having season. I was like, man, I was like, man, shouldn't these people be somewhere by now? <laughs> they've been trying to go that's to, the other thing is like yeah they started they, in atlanta and i'm trying to figure out like geographically where are they yeah they ended up in a prison and then they ended up in a town like yeah there was a there's a but i yeah i quit watching it after a while because it was just like well um uh rick's never gonna die so <laughs> it just didn't do anything for to, me did he did he die what happened because he left the show I have no idea. I don't okay. care. Quit watching that. <laughs> but yeah, Breaking Bad, it was with my thing with Breaking Bad was I just the whole premise of the show. I just couldn't believe like I was just like, there's no way this actually happens. Like I can watch a show. Science teacher couldn't create like this. I just don't. I just didn't buy it. Mess. I just did. Like I can watch the Avengers and believe that and like suspend my disbelief that aliens from another realm are going to like come through a wormhole over New York City and a guy in a homemade Iron Man suit because he's like Elon Musk has to fly a nuclear weapon sure. through the wormhole to kill them all. But but you for whatever reason premise, Breaking the Bad whole, didn't connect. The premise of that is like this is a different universe. This isn't our world. Yeah. Where it's a different, you know, it's a completely different universe where these things happen. But like Breaking Bad, like you said, it's it's supposed to be like our world. Yeah, but I don't know, like a science teacher that has a fatal form of cancer with no money, that has a disabled son, a brother-in-law that is a DEA agent, to be the agent, and a former student that is highly connected in the meth trade, just... All of that coming together for me, I was like, yeah, just don't buy it. Yeah. Um, I never watched Mad Men. And I just, it's one of those things like I just couldn't get into it. It didn't really interest me. And then 
Like I said, I watched just, like Walking three or four seasons I'm, of it. I think I've watched some episodes, and it was always like my wife's watching it. It's on. I'm doing other things. I'm on my phone, but I've never sat down and been invested in the uh, the plot. Yeah, it's it's it was it was good. Like the acting is really good. The set pieces are great. The costumes are great. The like the era that it's set in is super cool. And John yeah. Hamm like doesn't. Yeah, John Hamm does an amazing job. Uh, but the storyline just it just lost me after a while. So is um this have, I started watching. Um, did you ever watch like Sons of Anarchy? No. Okay. So I I'd watched it back when it was on. Then I fell down like a, a YouTube like rabbit hole watching clips, and then to the point it's like you know what I'm gonna start watching. I'm gonna watch that again. And then I was watching it, and if you've never watched it, it's like about a motorcycle club and who run guns for the IRA in Northern California. And you get to a point where you're like, all these people, they're all, no one is good in the show. Everyone is a criminal. Mm-hmm. And the cops are idiots, or they're, they're crooked as well. No, There's no good character in any of that at all. Yeah, it's a pretty common theme in a lot of shows now. It's just like, good people don't exist. <laughs> Like the protagonist of this is like he killed hundreds of people, <laughs> and like yeah. anyway, but yeah, that's what I'm watching. You said you were um, you're in a book, or you were um, started to read a book? Oh, it was just the baby book. The baby sleep. book. Okay, yeah, that's it. I'm still working on Dune. Oh, you're still working on Dune? I, I when I get into a book I like, I just crush it. So I, uh, I have I, I crush Dune in in a probably a week. My problem is I start reading like multiple books when I need to just focus in on one. Yeah, I'm a I'm a hyper focused person, so I I can't start reading multiple books. So like I I started reading The Club and Dune, and then some Star Wars Thrawn book all at the same time, <laughs> and then. I, I, the problem is I get to that and I, I'm not anywhere close to finishing any of those. But yeah, man, put the others down. Just finish Dune. I think I'm going to focus in on Dune. Anyway, that's all I got. Do you have anything else? Uh, anything for this week? Man, not too much. We are, we are at that. We are at that time of sports where there's not as much going on as we've had over the last couple months. And, so I've just been watching lots of YouTube videos and, you know, watching Book of Boba Fett and that's pretty much it. But it's glad to be back. I know we took a week off and just surviving the freeze in Texas now. Yeah. Um, Before we go, speaking of Book of Boba Fett. So I have seen the most recent episode. I'm not going to say anything, but did you watch any of the uh, animated stuff? Yeah, I know he's in it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not good at avoiding spoilers. I, okay. I know he's in it. <laughs> that's why. That's why I have to watch it like Wednesday morning. Like I'm, I'm, I'm up already. It's like five a.m. I might as well just watch Boba Fett. I will. I I end up googling stuff, so I haven't I, looked at exactly what the plot is. But I saw, I saw enough people on Twitter freaking out and referencing, um, oh my god, I can't believe he's in it or whatever. And so I kind of googled it and I I just typed in. Book of Boba Fett episode chapter six, and okay. I, I I immediately saw his picture, and I was like, oh okay. So, are you like a spoiler? Are you like afraid of spoilers, like a spoiler phobe, or do you not care? 
No, I don't really care. I, so, it depends on what it is. Like, I generally don't go actively seeking. So I seek the biggest spoilers. I, but seek, I, I, I seek them out. Yeah, I, I will if I'm like super hyped for something. Like for Avengers Endgame, when there was stuff that was dropping about like what the script might be, I was like, look, I was reading all of that on Reddit. Yeah. Um, Game of I, Thrones, I the last do. season, I, I, I spoiled the hell out of that episode. So. Yeah. About how the last season. Went. I was on the Reddit, the like free folk. Yeah, the free folk uh, Reddit where they, Reddit. they broke everything down. Yeah. And then I'm I'm still on the Marvel studio spoilers. So I'm still reading spoilers about stuff coming out from Marvel. And and I'm on the, I'm, I go to the Star Wars uh spoilers Reddit. But what I do on in the morning is I go to Twitter and then I look for the hashtag, like Book of Boba Fett hashtag, and just scroll through and see like, do I need to watch this now or can I wait? <laughs> and then this time I was like, oh, no, I definitely have to go watch it. All right. Well, Joe, that's all I got. Where can the people find you, Matt? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Workman. And you can find the podcast on Twitter at The Bear Den Pod. What about you, Joe? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman or every once in a while popping in on our daily bears.com uh, writing some articles and giving some opinions over there. So go check it out. I'm generally on the weekly mailbag and I do have a monthly series coming out called 12 for 12, where we will be uh, talking to every school um, in the new look big 12 every month uh, during the year. So get excited for that stuff. Awesome. Go check it out people. Well, um, until next time, hopefully when we talk next time, it's a uh, Baylor victory in kansas and then also um a big win for the women as well yeah double texas win that's what we're hoping for this weekend yes all right man second bears all right second bears see you next time Podcast Network.